Welcome to the Man on Fire Rising podcast with David Mailer. If you're looking to grow and become the man and king you were born to be, you're in the right place. Each week, David will provide men with tools, tips, and strategies for their business, relationship, body, heart, and mindset. Get ready to rise into your passion, power, and purpose, and live your life to its full potential. Now, let's dive in. What is up, everyone? It is your man on fire mentor, David Mailer, and welcome to today's live where we are going to dive into the center of the fire and discover why is it that we keep repeating the same old patterns? Why is it that we keep repeating the same old patterns? Why is it? Ah, you get the idea. We're stuck. Let's really explore why the hell this happens for us. And we're going to really get some good wisdom, some good gems, and some good pearls from today's discussion. Welcome for those that are new to the podcast, to Instagram, to LinkedIn, to all the different social platforms from TikTok to Facebook. Welcome, everybody. And if you do end up enjoying what it is that you're hearing and seeing my request is that you um, hit the like key and help us with our algorithms so that more people have access to the material that we're putting out there so a lot of us men together can rise and grow. All right, with that said, let's talk about this. Why the hell do we get stuck? Why is it that we keep repeating the same old patterns? So we're going to break this down, and I'm most likely going to present this to you in a way that you've never heard. So I guess a lot of you have seen you know, the movie Groundhog Day. And you had Bill Murray in it, and he just, every day he'd wake up and it was Groundhog Day. And every day he'd make the same mistakes. And every day he'd step in the puddle. And every day he would drive off a cliff and he'd end up killing himself. And he'd wake up and the next day it's the same day all over again. And it was like the guy that's on the hamster wheel going nowhere. So why does that happen? Here's what's really going on. We as men are afforded, and, and when I say we as men, also we as, as women, men and women are afforded the gracious opportunity to evolve in this lifetime, to grow, to go beyond where you're at. And when I'm speaking about evolving and growing, I'm actually speaking in the realm of consciousness, where your frequency, your tone, your vibration starts to go to a higher level where what used to be invisible becomes visible what you used to not see you can now see what you were not drawn to now you're drawn to and as you grow and as you evolve as a human being what ends up happening is that you feel more compelled more inspired to want to be of greater service and greater contribution to others and it's not so you can look good it's not so you can feel good, better about yourself it's not for your own significance it's not for you to outrun the feelings of unworthiness. It's deeply sourced from a place that honors who you are as a being, from your soul, like a Gandhi, where he shared, be the change that you want to see in the world. He wasn't talking about any form of doing. He was talking about being. So then why is it that if we know this, why is it that so many of us don't grow to this level? Why is it that so many of us get stuck? And what do I mean by stuck? Stuck in patterns relative to relationships like how did I end up marrying my mom again or how did I end up with the same person again or how is it that this is the third person that ended up cheating on me or how is it that this is four jobs later where I was promised a certain promotion 
and I was screwed over? Or how is it that every time I, I grow in my career or grow in my finances, I implode and I crash and I burn and I'm, I'm back to, you know, to zero point again? How, how does that happen? How do I keep repeating these patterns? Why does my life keep repeating itself? Why, why can't I get the lessons, right? We've heard insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different outcome. And then stupidity is knowing that you're doing it. So why does it keep happening? If I can see it, why does it keep happening? So here is what I'm going to share. In having worked with over 10,000 men, um, that's over 20 plus years, but specifically over the past 10 years, working very intimately with a group of men through the Man on Fire programs or different coaching programs, Here's what I've come to discover. And this is also something that I've learned from one of my teachers, Donnie, where he had just such a brilliant, has a brilliant um, explanation of the 12 different stages of consciousness that one can go through during the course of their life. I like to refer to it as tears of consciousness, but it's his, it's his development, so I want to really um, honor him in that way. And what happens is that most of us really never graduate the first three stages of healing or the first three tiers of consciousness and so what do I mean by that I mean that stage one is called suffering and a lot of us never get out of suffering a lot of us never get past feeling like things are helpless feeling like things are hopeless feeling like um, I'm not good enough I'm unworthy I'm unlovable I feel isolated I feel alone I feel like I've fallen into this well and I can't find my way out and I've been yelling for help and nobody can hear me and I'm just gonna die here alone a lot of people actually live in that state, in that state of consciousness, right? Where there's always something wrong. They, they, there's always the pessimistic outlook on life. There's no hope. It's futile. What's the point? And they live there. And for those of you that are listening right now, and if you want to be honest, do you live there? Do you live at a baseline of stage one? And don't share. It's not like you should feel bad about it. This is not to poke fun at you. This is just taking honest inventory, right? Real True growth can happen for you if you're just honest with yourself in terms of where you're at. That's You have to be transparent and vulnerable enough to at least admit where you're at. And most people don't want to admit where they're at. They're like, oh, this is what I want. But you, you have to be willing to see where you're at. So are you in stage one? All right, what's stage two? Stage two is called polarity. And polarity is where you're living in a stage of consciousness, a stage of awareness, a plane of existence where everything is always about blaming something outside of you, blaming someone else, pointing your finger outward. It's her fault. She cheated. It's the government's fault. It's the vaccine. It's the, you know, uh, pandemic. It's uh, the economy. It's the president. It's, 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 it's. You're always just pointing to something outside of you. Or if you're in stage two, rather than just always looking to blame something or someone, you're looking for that magical fix. You're looking for that magical pill, that magical potion, that magical lotion, the magical genie, the thing that's going to save you and bail you. Oh, I found the best doctor in the world. Oh, I found the magical vaccine. Oh, I found the magical pill. Oh, they found out what the problem is and they're treating it with this new pill. It's the best. No, it's not. It's only that if you're resonating and residing at that tier of consciousness. So again, stage one was suffering where it's helpless and hopeless and futile and it's never going to get better and you feel unworthy, unlovable, isolated and alone. Stage two, do you live there where you're always blaming something? You're always getting polarized. You're always getting triggered. People trigger you. That person's this, that person's that, that person's a jerk, that person's an ass. Are you living in stage two where you're looking for the magical fix? Pill, potion, lotion, genie. Are you naming, shaming, judging, blaming, projecting? Is that you? 
Yeah, I live there. That's where I primarily am. Okay, that's another tier of consciousness. At least you got out of stage one where there's no hope. And at least you're in stage two saying, okay, the reason my life is screwed up is because of you. The reason that I have a miserable life is because of the things you did to me. At least now you're beyond stage one and you're in stage two. Okay, so what comes next? Drum roll, please. Da, 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 da. That was a horrible drum roll. But think of it, think of a ACDC. All right, drum roll. What comes next in one's evolution, should they dare to go there? And most of us get there, but we don't sustain it. Most of us will eventually get to stage three, right? You climbed up the steps or you go up the spiral staircase and bam, I'm in stage three awareness, stage three consciousness, the third tier of consciousness. And what was it named by Donnie? Stuck. I'm stuck. What do you mean? I mean that now I realize, oh my God, I'm the common denominator. I can't keep blaming the four women that I was married to, that it's all their fault. I can't keep blaming the boss, or I can't keep blaming the employees, or I can't keep, can't keep blaming my country, or the president, or the market, the real estate market, the stock market, the crypto market. I can't keep blaming. I'm the common thread here. I'm the one that keeps repeating this pattern. You start to realize, oh my God, it's my shit. I'm the one that stepped in the poop. I thought everyone else on the elevator was, it was them, it was on the bottom of their shoe until everyone got off the elevator and then you realize, oh my God, I'm the one that has the poop on my shoe. It's me. I'm stuck. I'm the one that's repeating this pattern. I'm the one that's stuck. Can you relate to stage three? Can you relate to it? Yeah, oh my God, David, that's me. I keep repeating the same patterns. I quit smoking, then I go back to smoking. Or I quit weed, then I go back to weed. Or I quit alcohol, then I go back to alcohol. Oh, I, I gave up porn and now all of a sudden I'm back to porn. Or I, I swore I'd never, I'd never leak my energy again in my relationship and now I'm leaking my energy again. Where are you repeating the same pattern over and over and over and over again? Is that you? Are you in stage three? So the question was, why is it that we keep repeating the same patterns over and over again? Why is it that we get stuck repeating these same patterns? And I'm about to give you the answer, but you're going to have to lean in. You're going to have to turn up the volume. You might be in traffic right now. There's a lot of honking. So turn up the volume and get ready. We're going to dive into the center because I'm going to tell you why this happens to people. There's a bunch of reasons. This is not absolute. This is not the only reason, but I'm going to give you some really good reasons here. All right, here we go. Who wants to know? Here's the answer. Are you ready? Da, 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 da. What happens is this. When you get into this place of getting into stage three, the fundamental emotion that's associated with the third tier of consciousness, the third stage of healing, is frustration. And you should be frustrated. If you've repeated the same pattern over and over again, you've hurt yourself, you've hurt other people, you swore you'd never do this again, you put the weight back on, you treated your wife like crap again, you're out of integrity with your soul, you should be frustrated. So what's the problem? Here's the problem. The problem is, is that you, like me, were probably not taught how to get with our emotions in a healthy and constructive and productive an empowering way. What do you mean, David? What are you talking about? What I'm saying is that most men were not taught that it's okay to have emotions. Most men were taught at a young age, suck it up, don't cry, crying's for girls, don't be a baby. Or 
if you did cry, what most likely would happen is that mommy nurtured you so much that you always went to tears and now you became this person that just goes to tears rather than anger or your father got pissed off and felt like uh, socially uncomfortable in the environment that you were crying and basically said if you don't stop crying i'm going to make you stop crying and what ended up happening was then you interpreted that is if i show my emotions i'm going to lose love most likely dad will withdraw his love if i show these emotions so now we have this emotion seeking us out in life but we can't go to it because we've somehow associated at a very young age that if I were to feel that emotion, dad takes his love away or mom takes her love away. Then you stack on top of that, that later in life, you probably didn't show the emotion of anger or frustration in a healthy way. You probably punched the wall. I remember when I was a kid, I had holes in my door and then we fixed it with plaster and then we put, put you know some paint to try to match the old paint, but we didn't have the right paint. So I had all these paint marks on my wall. So boom, another hole in the wall. And then we learned eventually, oh, let's get in a fist fight. And then eventually we learned, if I were to unleash this fury, if I were to unleash this frustration, if I were to unleash this rage, I'm terrified that I might kill somebody. So you know what? There's no point to anger. There's no point to this whatsoever. Let me push it down. Let me stuff it down. Let's not go there because there's nothing constructive that can come out of rage. There's nothing constructive that can come out of frustration. And that couldn't be further from the truth. The problem is this, no one modeled for you how to get with these emotions in a healthy and a constructive and an empowering way that would lead to growth. No one modeled that you can go into those emotions and it can become a portal to actually feel your heart more. No, what was modeled for you most likely was you saw your father exhibiting physical violence or maybe you were too violent when you were younger and hurt somebody and now you swore I'll never do that again. And that's because you were different. You were younger. You were immature. You didn't know how to exhibit masculine leadership. You didn't know how to control your emotions where you could literally be in a space where you could take someone's life if you had to to save your family's life. And then with the same breath, you can hold a bird in your hand or hold your woman's heart in your hand because you have the discipline to actually turn off the fire, turn off the emotion if you need to. For me, gentlemen, for me, my wife trusts me more because I show her these emotions. I show her the tears. I show her the vulnerability. I show her the frustration. I show her the rage. And let me explain when I say show, I don't project it onto her. I get with those feelings. I get with those emotions for myself. And she feels safe knowing that I'm willing to go there and feel those emotions where I don't harm myself and I would never harm her or harm another person. That's maturity. That's masculine leadership, giving yourself permission to be with emotions without harming yourself, harming somebody else. And when I show those emotions to my wife, something beautiful happens. She shows me tears and the tears are, she thinks it's beautiful that I'm giving myself permission to be with my emotions in a constructive way. Whereas when we were younger, we completely shut them off or then when we started feeling them again as a teenager, we acted out and we harmed people. So now where do we go? And here's the problem. What's the problem? The problem is, is that emotions give you leverage in life to make change. So when I shared earlier, well, why is it that a guy gets stuck and keeps repeating the same patterns? It's because you've lost the emotional leverage to do something about it and to jump to the next tier of consciousness, to the next stage of healing which is called enough. 
You've given away the energy that you need, the fuel for the fire to burn strong enough, bright enough, big enough, powerful enough for you to actually have a hunger, for you to have that drive, that willpower to take your life forward and to say enough, enough of repeating these patterns, enough of hurting myself, enough of hurting other people, enough of giving my power away, enough of not owning my voice, enough. Most men are thinking this, but there's no emotion behind it, and then they quickly go back down into a previous state. Because you haven't been empowered enough to feel the fullness of the frustration and of the rage, you go back into a lower energy state, which is stage one or stage two. You either drop back down into defeat and feel isolated and alone, and it's helpless and it's hopeless and it's futile, and I feel unworthy and I feel unlovable and I don't feel good enough, or you go back into blame. And on and on and on you go in this vicious cycle like a hamster on a wheel or a merry-go-round that only pops up a little bit, then it comes down. It pops up a little bit, then it comes back down. That's much different than a person that's on a journey to climb these tiers of consciousness where you keep going. Most men will actually not make it past stage three. Ouch. Sit with that for a moment. Can you see how you've been doing the dance between stage one, two, and three. I I'm, I could be clueless here, but I'm guessing all of you want to have a more grand life. All of you want to have a more elevated life. All of you were born to be extraordinary and phenomenal. And I'm guessing most of you listening to these podcasts, watching my videos, if you're honest with yourself, you'd share, yes, I'm not living into my true potential. I'm not crushing it. I'm not living into my mission and my purpose. I'm not the guardian and the protector and the gatekeeper of the feminine heart. I've hurt my wife or I've hurt my kids. I'm not talking about, could be physical, could be emotional. Men hurt, hurt people in a lot of ways, but we weren't born to hurt people. We we're born to serve people. And so many men have gotten off track. And I was one of them, guys. I did that for 40 years, living as a shell of who I truly am living under the contract of who I was born to be. That's painful, knowing that you're built for more, knowing that there's so much more inside of you, that seed of creation that can take you from the acorn to the oak tree, and knowing that you're not doing it, that should hurt. And if you're not frustrated about that, if you're not pissed off about that, I got news for you, nothing's going to change. And that's the problem. That is the pattern that keeps repeating itself and why we stay stuck. Because no one gave us the privilege and the rite of passage to learn how to feel these emotions in a way with maturity, with maturation, with leadership. And this is exactly what we teach men at our events, at all of our live events. We show men, how do you get with these emotions in a way where you don't harm yourself, you're not a threat to yourself, and nobody feels threatened by you. Now, I remember even, even as far back as like nine years ago, eight years ago, as I was growing and I was learning how to get with my emotions and I was I refused to push them down anymore and there's got to be a healthy way to get with these. I remember one time I was yelling at the TV and of course I was watching a football game and I was watching my team, the New York Jets, and if you're a Jet fan out there, good for you and also you certainly understand the pain that we've been through as Jet fans. And I remember yelling at a player uh, on the on the TV, you know, how, you know, I don't know what I said, but it couldn't have been good, right? I don't think it was the Mark Sanchez butt fumble, but I was yelling. And, and, let, and let me share what happened because there's a couple pieces that, that are a great takeaway from this. 
Number one, my wife started crying and she told me not to yell at the players, that I should get with the emotions and get with the feelings and stop projecting it onto them. And I'm like, but you don't understand what he just did. He just, he just threw an unexplainable uh, interception that just cost them the game. And she's like, no, you don't understand that. When you're projecting this onto the player, that energy goes through time and space and it will reach him and you're putting that on him and that's not fair. Those are your emotions. He triggered your trigger. He didn't trigger you. He triggered a trigger that's inside of you. So that's you. That belongs to you. Get with it. And what I came to realize is, as long as the player was stupid, was dumb, then in that moment, I was temporarily excused from also being dumb. If I could make him wrong, stage two, can you, can you believe that he did that? Then I'm smart. I'm the hero. I'm the champion. And he's not. He's the loser. And that's what we do in stage two. So I was going into stage two energy. So now what do I do? Because I still watch those jet games and I still watch the Viking games. Go Vikings, right? Skull. Now, when something happens during the game and it brings up some emotion for me, well, there's a lot of emotion there. I used to sit on my dad's lap and watch the jet games. I used to watch Muhammad Ali back in the day. So we have certain anchors in our physiology to certain sporting events, certain things. I remember seeing the movie Raging Bull and Rocky with my dad. So I have a, a, a strong connection to boxing and to football. And now when I watch the games, it's beautiful because I can feel when the emotions are coming up. You don't need to know why. You don't need to figure it out. Just when the emotion is there, you just get with it. And now I can be with it without yelling at a player, without yelling at the TV. I'm able to like bend my arm and yell into my arm or grab a pillow, yell into the pillow. It only takes a few seconds to a few minutes to feel an emotion and then boom, it passes. How do I know? Watch children. They go from crying to laughing to screaming, rinse, repeat. They just go in and out of emotions. But what takes a lifetime is the avoidance of emotions. The reason that some, that you might say somebody's angry all the time or sad all the time is because they actually are avoiding feeling the fullness and the depth of it. Because if we were to actually just feel the emotions, we fly in and out of them. All of them. And they're all beautiful. Problem is, as a culture, we've labeled certain emotions as wrong. Why? Because there are certain individuals, when they're feeling a certain emotion, have harmed themselves and harmed other people. Now we've made the emotion wrong rather than the person that carried out the emotion. Anger and rage and frustration can be sexy, can be beautiful, and can be utilized as a portal to open up your heart more if you're taught how to do that, which is exactly what we teach in our programs. But it's not the emotion that's wrong. It's the person that's experiencing the emotion and he doesn't know how to do it in a healthy way. Therefore, he harms himself or he harms somebody else. That's not okay. That's not okay. That's not why we're here to hurt ourselves or to hurt others. We're here to protect other people's hearts, not hurt them. So why are we stuck? And why do we keep repeating these same old patterns? It's simple. We keep doing this dance between the first three tiers of consciousness, the first three stages of healing as taught by Donnie, and we go through the dance of suffering to blaming and naming and shaming and judging and projecting and being polarized or looking for the magical pill, potion, lotion, genie that's going to save me. And then we get finally to stuck, but then we don't feel all the emotions of being stuck. We don't feel the frustration. So boom, we go back to jail. We do not collect 200, back into suffering or back into polarity. And that's it. You go through the dance up and down like a merry-go-round. It never rises higher than this. Comes back down. Never rises a little bit, comes back down. And that's sadly where most people live. It's where most people live. Who can identify with what I'm sharing and which of those stages of healing, which of those tiers of consciousness 
is most prevalent for you. If you were to take an honest inventory, where are you living the most? Are you more in stage one, where it's helpless, it's hopeless, it's futile, I'm not good enough, I'm unworthy, I'm unlovable? Is it stage two? It's not my fault, it's your fault. You're the reason. It's everybody else. It's not me. It's just you. Are you looking for that magical pill, the potion, the lotion, the genie to save you? Are you in stage two, always blaming something and someone outside of yourself? Or have you graduated and gone all the way up to stage three, where you realize, oh shit, I'm the common thread. I'm the common denominator. I'm the one that keeps repeating these patterns. It's me. I'm stuck. And then if you did get to stage three, have you given yourself permission to actually feel those feelings in a constructive way, in an empowering way, where you now have more fuel to burn that fire brighter and to go claim the life that you know you were born to live? Our lives should start at a baseline of that next tier of consciousness, that next stage of healing, where we declare enough. Enough. Enough of living as the victim. Enough of being down and sad and depressed and anxious. Enough of blaming everything and everyone. Enough of looking for the magical fix, pill, potion, lotion, genie. Enough of repeating the same patterns over and over and over and over again. And when you declare that, guys, there has to be emotion behind it. And this is exactly what we do at our programs. We help you get into that primal, tribal, indigenous type of energy that we're all wired with as men, but haven't learned how to constructively get with that primal energy that's our birthright without demonstrating it in a way that is unproductive and harmful to you and to others. And if you as a man want to learn how to unleash the lion from your own self-imprisoned cage and you want to learn how to reconnect your emotions and start using them as fuel to start turning your life around and living into the fullness of who you were born to be and start bringing that into your relationships, whether it's with your ex, whether it's with your current, whether it's with your children, whether it's with a parent, if you're ready for that and you need support and you want to be held accountable and held to the fire of who you truly are, and make sure you check out one of our coaching programs or get your ass to one of our live events. And I mention this all the time to you guys, not to be salesy, it's to be of service to you, it's to be responsible because I know that what my company offers helps men. I've worked with enough men and we have enough reproducible outcomes in our community where we have so many success stories of guys that have completely transformed their lives and gotten themselves back, found themselves again, come home to themselves, and started living with more congruence and coherence and into the integrity and authenticity of who they truly are. What man doesn't want that? And if you're struggling with that in one of the domains of your life, whether it's your marriage, whether it's your career, your finances, your health, your mission and your purpose, and you want support, here it is. And if you resonate with me and you resonate with Man on Fire, great, come check out our programs. You don't resonate with me, you don't resonate with us, get support with another person or another program. Do it.
but do it with a program that's going to hold your ass to the fire. Not one where you feel comfortable, where you get to keep talking. No, you got to get with a program that's going to push you beyond your comfort zone. That's where your true growth will happen. All right, guys, what are your takeaways that you got from today? What was the stage of consciousness, the tier of consciousness, the stage of healing that you visit the most? Can you see how you vacillate in between one, two, and three? Where do you primarily live in one or two or three? And how many of you have truly graduated into four where you're kicking butt and moving forward in your life? And yes, there are 12 stages. There are 12 stages of consciousness. I recommend everyone gets the book. It's called The 12 Stages of Healing. It was written by Donald Epstein. He's one of my teachers and one of my mentors that I followed for over 20 years. I have uh, an immense amount of respect and love for um, what he's created in this world. All right, guys. It is your man on fire mentor, Dave Mailer. I want to thank you for your trust and thank you for diving into the fire with me one more time. So much love to each and every one of you. Be kind to yourself. Have empathy and compassion for yourself and be of service to others. So much love, guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to click subscribe so you never miss an episode. Then share with your friends and leave us a raving review. To connect with David, you can find him at www.manonfirerising.com or on Facebook. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Man on Fire Rising podcast with David Mailer.